Welcome to Spiritual Psychotherapy. My name is Mia, or officially Dr. Quinn Liven. I've worked as a doctor for the last 30 years and very recently have moved into being a spiritual psychotherapist. And this podcast is all about you being able to join in and share what's really important for you or what's challenging for you. So the way you can do that is by sending me in a question or you can actually join me live for an interview at a very discounted rate. You can find the details for that on my website, which is Living Awareness WA, or also my Facebook page, which is Living Awareness WA. This episode is all about what to do when our spirit is tested and our energy is low. And I've had another really good question from a lovely being out there, so I'll read you the question. He's asking me, do you have periods where your energy is low and your strength or spirit is tested? If so, how do you approach these periods and what steps do you take to recenter? So the short answer to that is yes, I definitely do have those periods. And in fact, if I'm being really honest, the last month or so there's definitely been many moments when my strength and spirit has been tested and that's about for me it's been about you know I've just recently left medicine and I'm starting a new business and of course in the process of starting a new business many doubts come up and there's many wobbly moments and so just while I'm here I want to suggest to you all that you check out my really beautiful new website. It's Living Awareness WA and it has lots of free resources. And there's many things that I have available to you there. And it's individual therapy. I'm starting regular group therapy in October. And there's a workshop coming up in mid-October as well. So, and there's this podcast, of course, which I'd love you to join. So please go and check out my new website at Living Awareness WA. And the other aspect to that for me is that my hubby too is, you know, all of us, we're on this road to becoming more and more authentic. And there are many moments in life when in order to be more authentic, um, we're going to be shown stuff that probably needs to shift. And partly because of his own stuff that's coming up and partly because of me moving into something different, that's been the case for my hubby too. And he's also got a broken arm at the moment because he, his sup hit him, his stand-up paddleboard hit him very hard in the arm. So we are in a little bit of a moment of challenge. So it's a good question to ask me right now. And I'm going to approach it in two ways. The first is that when our spirit and strength is tested or our energy is low, it really is valuable to remember that this is not the truth of what we are. So this experience is something that we need to greet with great kindness and great compassion. And that's the second aspect. I'll be getting onto that in a moment. So our experience here needs to be completely engaged with and greeted with great kindness, as I said. However, really this is a dream and 
this is something that I sire it is, and it very much says in The Course in Miracles as well, and I know this to be true at the moment for me, is that when we are in these times of really being tested, it is the moment to work on being present and sinking into the truth of what we are. Even if just right now listening to this, you just have a couple of breaths and you centre, slow down the exhalation, as Isaira talks about, that really engages the parasympathetic nervous system and slows you down. So if you just have a couple of breaths and you centre your attention into your heart space and you just focus there, And after a while, you start to be aware of awareness, pure stillness. Of course, it deepens with practice. It helps too to bring up an awareness of love or gratitude or peace. But this space, as we work on our meditation and all the other things that I'll be talking about later, it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And so for me at the moment, yes, I do get pulled into my mind. Yes, there are periods where I'm feeling wobbly and vulnerable. But more and more that drives me to work on being present. And as I sink into that beautiful space of resting in awareness or resting in God, whatever you want to call it, it is perfectly safe, perfectly whole, divine love, expansive, it's oneness. And from that space, there's a recognition that everything that is happening in this experience is passing. It's ephemeral. And the truth of what we are is always this divine essence. So the Course in Miracles would call that forgiveness. So you hold whatever's happening with true forgiveness, meaning that you see yourself as this divine love that you are, always supported, held by whatever companions you want to imagine that are really there, like Jesus, for instance, or Isaiah, or, you know, for me, the aunties or nature or earth herself. And I want to, you know, Isaiah is a living example of this for me. And, and she has these two sayings, and I'm going to share them with you, but understand that my, my explanation is really my explanation. It's not Isaiah's explanation. So I'm just, so she has these two sayings. And one is pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. And the other is tension is inevitable, conflict is optional. So I'm just going to describe my experience of her and where she rests and why those sayings are relevant. And it's it's about that even as this deeply enlightened being resting in divine love as she is, there is still flux. So on the surface, because we are living or experiencing this earth, we can have a moment where we feel pain. We might witness, you know, the suffering of another or there might be some great loss. 
But I know for Isaira because she rests, or this is what I feel anyway, I feel her resting as this divine truth, perfectly safe, perfectly whole, always trusting. There is no suffering. And that's my recognition of what Jesus was on the cross is there was no suffering because he was resting in truth, not in this experience. So, and that's the same with her saying, you know, tension is inevitable, conflict is optional. We're always going to meet tension in the world, you know, while we are in this experience, you know, all the humans around us, you know, are caught in, in or many of the humans are caught in their ego mind and the frenetic activity that goes on in this earth. So tension is inevitable, but if we rest more and more into this truth of what we are, then we're not, you know, situations of conflict won't arise. So that's my explanation anyway. So when The Course in Miracles talks about holding something even our period of feeling low energy or or our spirit being tested or, you know, of bringing true forgiveness to that or Isaira living the example of just resting in love or what is happening to me is that these periods of um, challenge, you know, great challenge where I do doubt what I'm doing or vulnerability comes up, it forces me to rest more into that space of divine love. And even if, you know, there's not that real depth yet, there's just, you know, when you do those few breaths and you rest deep into your inner being and you're recognising that there's a greater peace in that moment and even a sense of acceptance that comes up towards whatever it is that is happening. And of course, too, as we rest into that space of awareness, of presence, we are going to gain insights around how we move forward that won't come from agonizing and worrying and being in our head and trying to analyze everything. Okay, the moments of insight, the moments of deep acceptance are going to come from just pulling back into presence whenever we can. So that number one thing to remember that this experience is really a dream, that even, yes, Albert Einstein has a saying that um, everything is energy, and this isn't a direct quote, but it's to do with that what we think of as matter is really energy whose vibration has slowed down enough that we perceive it. So yes, everything is energy, but even beneath energy, deeper than energy, there is pure source that is not fluctuating or changing or coming and going, that is always there, divine love, permanently safe, permanently whole. And it's that awareness that gradually deepens, and that is why these beings that permanently rest there don't suffer, because they know themselves as truth as that divine love. So is it worth working on? Absolutely it is, even though the ego doesn't really want to because it means the, well, the end of the ego really. So the next 
aspect of that to address is what do we do with those moments when we are totally caught in the mind and the fear is coming up and we're feeling overwhelmed or our energy is very low and the answer to that is be incredibly kind and very compassionate really the if if we remember that we are always being held in this divine love and that well, a beautiful saying that comes to me is, God doesn't change his mind about me. That's from The Course in Miracles. And so even when I'm caught in, which I have been a bit lately, caught in fear, oh God, how's it all going to go? Is it going to work? Have I done the right thing? Um, And, you know, some contraction in the body around that and sometimes restless sleep around that. When I am caught in those moments, I know that I am still being held as divine love. So what do we do when we are caught in those moments? Be loving. We be loving and we be accepting and we be patient and gentle and kind. And sometimes too, we have a really good Shakti Shake, as Isaira calls it. So she's got on her website this thing called the Shakti Shake and it's where it really is good because humans have been taught to suppress energy and you know we do carry around this fear and this um, pain and uncertainty and overwhelm and if we keep it pent up in our bodies it's gonna either do us harm or come out on others and so every day I do some deep breathing and I have a really good shake and if I can or if I feel the need I also have a scream and yell or punch the pillow and very often if it's summertime I'm dive under the waves and have a scream and yell and it really is valuable it's a releasing of that energy a lot of it too from past experiences of trauma you know so to have a really good shakti shake is very valuable and then what else do we do with our fear or our periods of low energy and Sometimes too, I want to say that periods of low energy are around emotional transition. So there may also be, you know, sadness or fear or overwhelm. And I do also want to say that, you know, periods of low energy can be greeted with great compassion. And we don't, you know, it would be really important to be a little nurturing of ourselves when we're experiencing that. So not to try and take on too much, to slow down a bit, to spend a lot of time in nature, to be as nurturing as we can of ourselves. And some of these things, you know, some of these energetic feelings are in fact just natural parts of this experience we're in. It's not always something to do with our internal emotion. And I've experienced that recently. I just, I know that the moon can influence my energy. And in fact, I experienced the moon as a beautiful loving energy but it can also really activate me and I've had many nights on a full moon when you know stuff is shifting and I'm not sleeping very well so I think energy is influenced by much more than we well that I currently understand so again have a lot of compassion towards that and really greet that with as I said, nurturing and acceptance and not bashing your head against it, but rather allowing it. Have a sleep. Sit, sit on the earth. Let her nurture you. 
ask for a hug from a friend, you know, really do the things that are valuable. And then what do we do with this emotion? So if we're feeling fear or we're feeling, you know, pain or overwhelm or sadness or anger even, and it really is, the big thing is to bring it into consciousness, to become aware of it. Because what happens is that most of the time that we've got this fear or this pain or this anger resting in our bodies and it's controlling us and it's controlling our behavior and it's, and our thinking gets very overactive when we're fearful and we perhaps might make ourselves too busy and that is incredibly draining of energy when we've got all this stuff happening and we're not making it conscious. So the key thing is to become aware of it, you know, just be still and notice it, even if it's just noticing the feeling, the physical feeling in the body, perhaps a feeling of contraction, a feeling of tiredness, perhaps if there's anxiety, the heart beating quickly or that feeling of tension. And then, so you just, it's to, it begins by simply acknowledging it. And then doing things, which I'll list more in a minute, but of course one of the easiest things is to bring up, is to start doing some breathing. And Isaira calls it alpha breathing. And, and really it's any style of breathing where there's pro, prolongation of the exhalation because that stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system, the vagus nerve. And that then starts to calm our state. So it brings us... You know, it calms down the heart rate, it calms down the tension in the muscles, it reduces the stress hormones, cortisol, adrenaline. It, it brings out overthinking mind that is caught up in that sympathetic state, you know, the more active state. It brings it to a level of a more alpha state, a much calmer state. So we actually really do have to do the physiological things. So it's to sit there and be aware of the emotion of what the body's feeling to do the physiological things, and that includes the breathing. Also being in nature is absolutely brilliant. Being in nature, sitting on the earth, putting your bare feet on the earth, being at a beach or in a park or even just in your backyard or next to a tree or patting your dog, you know, any of those things that will help to reduce that overstimulated, more sympathetic nervous system state. So... We have some time of being still, we do something to change our state, and then we just simply witness the emotion with great compassion and kindness and patience. And, you know, if we just witness it and observe it, notice the feeling of it in the body, often it eases, or at least our sense of self-judgment, because we're bringing presence to it our sense of judgment that we're like that starts to disappear and that's a beautiful thing. So it's in the witnessing of it, the observing of it, the being honest about it. It's not about analysing and I used to do way too much analysing, trying to think, why have I got this? What's wrong with me? You know, what's... But it's far better, in fact, to just be present, as I described, to keep up the breathing, keep up the thing that changes the state and be aware of this low energy level or whatever other emotions may be there. 
And often, if you do that, you're not analyzing, you're just bringing presence to it, insight will come. And that probably brings me on to another area of all of this, and that is that, you know, I said sometimes periods of low energy, they just naturally are, they're part of what's going on with the planets or the moon or who knows what else, the sun, Um, things that, to be honest, I don't really understand very well, but I'm certainly starting to gain more experience of, you could say. So sometimes it's just that and we need to greet it, just let it be, just work with it in a very compassionate manner. But sometimes too, these periods of low energy or when we're feeling like our spirit is being tested or there's vulnerability or sadness, often they are an opportunity to point to something that we need to shift and that might be in our conditioned patterns of thought, our conditioned patterns of behavior, what we're doing in the world. So often these things can be an opportunity too and and I'll just speak from my own experience of that but when I was a younger person and I was I think quite caught in anxiety and sometimes depression, some of my recurrent patterns were you know, I did put too much pressure on myself. I judged myself if I couldn't keep up with what I thought I should be or what I thought society expected of me. There was also this, I was too much of a people pleaser. You know, I thought I wasn't very good at saying no. I wasn't very good at being authentic or honoring my core needs. Another one was that I I felt responsible for carrying others. Um, you know, I thought that I had to look after their pain or their fear or their challenge and that was, of course, very draining for me and certainly not helpful for any of them either when I was in that role. So, and all of us, of course, have these patterns and, you know, it might be that we find ourselves in recurrent conflict or perhaps we notice that we're being a little too controlling or manipulative and and we do that because we have fear, of course, and I so want you to know that all of us have these patterns. In fact, we all have small amounts of just about every pattern. So it's never about greeting that with judgment, much more just observing the patterns that we have. They have occurred because of our past conditioning. And once we start to be aware of them, it's just in that awareness and then working on presence, we can slowly start to resolve them. There's probably another pattern that comes to mind that I might mention because I know much of Australia is is caught in lockdown at the moment and that's a really painful experience and very difficult and can be very isolating. And there's something that I see a lot and, well, first of all, it is to, first of all, acknowledge the pain and the challenge of that and the fear that may be going with that. But one thing that I notice that, you know, us humans can do and In fact, connection is so important. Connection both with nature. So even if you're in lockdown, if you have the opportunity to get outside at all and get your feet on the earth, it is just so valuable to connect. But also, of course, we are human and we long for connection with other people. And for many, I know there is fear around reaching out for connection online. They perhaps find it a little anxiety-provoking or... They worry that others wouldn't be interested. But remember, there's other people are also in lockdown and they're also lonely and also isolated. And the truth is, if we don't step towards our fear, you know, 
we will get more depressed. The soul wants to be connected. The soul wants to step through fear. It doesn't want us to be limited by fear. So there's real value, just tiny bit by tiny bit, very small, very patient, very gentle steps in working on how can I make more connections, be it with family, it might be telephone or online or even texting or whatever avenue we have to do that. And to step through fear a little bit, you know, find ways to reach out, even if it's a little scary, even if it means learning a new means of communicating with people, perhaps through Zoom or something else, that, or even to reach out to, you know, some online groups of, of, of others who are struggling. And I think, or it's certainly worth checking out anyway, that groups like Beyond Blue may have avenues like that where people can reach out online if they're struggling. And, you know, another aspect of that is for all of us when we're in these moments where our energy is low or we're feeling low or our spirit is being tested, you know, we might want to resist this situation and be annoyed by it and be angry at, you know, whoever we want to be angry at. Like I know many might be upset with some politicians or Although, of course, it's okay to stand up for our rights in a compassionate manner and and let our authentic voice be heard, of course, that's okay. If we resist any situation and just bash our head against it, that's going to be more energy draining. So for me, you know, more and more part of, of everything that's happening and, you know, there has been things happening for me that I would... I guess my head would have preferred happen differently, but I know deep in my spirit that exactly what's happening is meant to be happening and that there's opportunity for me in it, even if the opportunity is about learning to be an acceptance of what what is, learning to trust what is. So even with this really very challenging COVID shutdown that much of Australia is experiencing, it's both to be kind and patient and nurturing and caring of ourselves and to recognize is there some learning in this for me is there some opportunity you know would it be wholesome for me to learn to reach out a little more online or or whatever it is that comes when when we're resting in that state of presence that feels wholesome And there's probably just one more thing I'll add, one final thing, and that is I mentioned before that when we have a lot of unconscious emotion, it can be very draining of our energy. And so it really is valuable to, at the beginning of the day, if you get the opportunity to do a meditation and do that, you know, bring the body into that more physiologically resting state that I talked about by prolonging the exhalation by spending some time in stillness. And the reason I say that is if we have a lot of, you know, if we have unconscious, say, fear often, which many of us do, you know, that's just we're uncertain about how the future's going to go, we're doubting ourselves. And so our days are filled with this kind of slightly frenetic, over-anxious activity, and therefore our brain is very busy and we're perhaps not focusing on a task where jumping between things or trying to do too many things at once and that is incredibly draining of energy and 
So for, and, and often, in fact, not as productive. So I meditate for an hour every morning and, you know, I don't necessarily expect you guys to start with that, but there's great value in coming into that space in the morning, doing some breathing, and then after your meditation, just sit for a bit and listen to what feels wholesome for the day, what feels manageable. And I know, what, you know, if you're at work, there might be things that have to be done, of course, but there will be other things that you can do another time or that if, you, if your body really doesn't feel like doing something on this day, another day may come where your body does feel like doing that. So it's more about going with the flow and if you do that resting into presence in the morning, the whole day can be more centred, less frenetic activity and therefore less draining of energy. Not that I want you to judge if you're caught in that frenetic activity. It does happen to all of us. And the only thing we can do is be very kind and compassionate. And when we do get the chance, well, even a few deep breaths would be valuable in that moment. But when we do get the chance, come into a time of greater stillness. So that concludes this episode of Spiritual Psychotherapy. I am aiming to be doing these podcasts every month, so I'd love you to push follow and share them with your friends or family or anyone you think may be interested. Please also check out my website at Living Awareness WA. I do individual consults. I'm also starting regular group therapy in October, and I've got a beautiful workshop coming up called Align With Your True Self. That's on the 16th of October. So I'd love you to join me for any of those. And also I highly recommend Isaira and her website is isaira.com. Much love.